I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host, and I don't fucking know anything. Jesus, you guys, sorry. I'm in my room trying to pick things up next to my bed while I podcast from my bed Um, because it's Sunday and I don't have to be anywhere until my set. So I'm making an effort to stay in bed. Listen, uh, if you're new to the podcast, subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. This is a special little bonus episode thing. Um, So I'm not doing my full intro outro that I edit on, but um, if you want to support the podcast, there's a Patreon, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Shout out to... um, <clears throat> Jesus, sorry, I'm not editing that out. Uh, my idiot savant, Jean, uh, best idiot forever, Kathy, and all the patrons that help keep the podcast going. You guys are amazing. Anyway, let's just get to it. 
I said I'd run through the props that are on the California ballot, <clears throat> which is a very niche episode, so it's not for everybody. I mean, it's for anyone who wants to listen, but, you know, a lot of you are going to be like, I don't give a fuck, I'm not in California, which you should. Like, the amount that people invest their time into, I mean, if you just want to listen and hear what's going on here and hear my dumbass break down ballots and say things that I'm like, well, this actually sounds like a good idea when I'm totally wrong, probably, because I don't understand something. Great. But, like... <clears throat> The amount of effort people put into worrying about elections outside of their area of, I don't know, concern, control. I get like being a celebrity, I guess, and being like wanting to get the word out or just being someone who wants to encourage voting in general. But it's weird to me that people get like hung up on like this, like the senator race in another state. I mean, I guess now when they're trying to flip stuff, it makes sense. But just... In general, when random people are like, vote for this person for a, a mayor in Alabama, and it's like, you live in Wisconsin, what's happening? Uh, just because generally, I think it's just, I mean, what do I know? There are like big issues in some states uh, for some people, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, you mean you just like need to loudly remind everyone which party you have uh, made part of your personality? Great. Cool. Good to know. All that being said, <clears throat> it is a crucial time to vote. Um, if you uh, are worried about America, I am, but I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to go into the candidates that are up here because, I mean, I just am not. I'm just going through the props. Let's just get into it, okay? Look, there are 12, 11 props technically, but it goes up to prop 12 uh, because prop 9, which... We can just start there. Let's just start there. Speaking of people being involved in states that aren't theirs. Um, Prop 9 was removed from the ballot on July 18th. I don't know um, <clears throat> the logistics of things getting in on ballots other than petitions. And then it says it was removed by the Supreme Court. Um, I'm not sure why, but I will tell you this. Upon doing the absolute minimum amount of research... Uh, Prop 9 was a proposition to split California into three states, which would mean, I I honestly don't know. I'm sure that there is logistics in terms of trying to, um, I don't know if it's voter suppression, gerrymandering, trying to like make new states that could, you know, sustain, what am I trying to say? That, you know, could get you more votes for whatever party. So that instead of being like one big democratic whatever you could break it up and maybe get some more senate people <clears throat> for whichever side you're on i don't know um i'm sure there's something with taxes because there always is i don't fucking understand taxes there's a couple things in here by the way that we're gonna get to um i don't know there's a lot of like tax like stuff that sounds like tax stuff i don't listen the fucking amount of money that they throw into like these bills and that they're like well you know we could use this much of the funds that already exist like a lot of these bills you'll see that it's like these they're not taking more money from taxes they get these bonds or whatever anyway and they're like we could put them here and it's like how, how are you so fucking in debt and you're sitting on this pile of money and yet everyone's like we're in debt i don't like how is everyone in the whole world so bad with the whole world <laughs> i'm ridiculous but like how are we so bad with money that they tax so much shit and yet we're so far in debt. What are we doing? Can, if somebody is an economist who can come on and explain this to me in layman's terms, please, please, please email me ignorance is blessed podcast at gmail.com because, uh, look, I know it's something I would understand if I took a, an hour and read up on it. I'm not an idiot. I just am in like not uninformed. Fuck, fuck me. I'm misinformed. I'm not informed is the truth. Misinformed. It's, all of my information is totally missing from my brain. Um, but it just seems very ludicrous that as a country we're in debt and then California's, what, up in flames with money and yet they're like taxing shit out the asshole. Um, oh, furthermore, the three-state thing, by the way, uh, here's what the names of the states would be. Northern California, Southern California, and California. Like, can, we can't do anything better than that. There wasn't make a fucking make Northern California, Southern Oregon and split that up or like fuck. I uh, 
That's the worst. And then it, oh God. I mean, the kind of people who are just like, I'm from SoCal that would then be like, literally, like, I was always in SoCal. It was always SoCal. I don't know. Anyway, that's off the ballot. But what's interesting to me, a person who has uh, no memory of the knowledge she learned about getting bills on or propositions on the ballot. <clears throat> I learned this at some point in American government class. I just fucking quit caring. Because uh, I was like, oh, yeah, there's, I don't know. There are people who are doing a great job, I guess, like being pioneers, pioneers, social justice warriors and getting the word out with political stuff. But there's also so many people that are yelling into echo chambers and being like, what a hero I am for tweeting about. And it's like, what, did you make any change? Did you, I don't know. Do do you have, can you put your money where your mouth is? Also, the money that goes into campaigns. What in the fuck? I don't know. That's a whole different podcast that I need to read up more about before I spout off about campaign financing. But it's like, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Why can't it just be like, no, you don't get campaign financing. You just get to state your beliefs and they get printed. Like, what are you fighting for? It gets printed in a thing. That's what they say about like equal airtime. No, fuck that. I feel like it should just be like no airtime for anybody. You just go to the ballot and you read through a person's criteria for what they stand for. And then they can maybe have a list of like achievements they've made in their whatever given position that they've been in in the past. And then you just vote based on that without this fucking... Anytime somebody's commercial or like statement about themselves starts with this like mute, you know, that like emotional music and they're like, my father was a, it's like you politician piece of shit. I hate all politicians. It's even the ones like anyone in a high amount of power. It's like, you might have a, you know, a little more concern for the good of the people, but I don't think anyone rises high up in politics by like and is a completely good person all the time they've had to step on someone they've done something shady there was someone in the back of this fucking went just reading through like candidates for governor and for secretary of state and stuff because they are only allowed to print in this little ballot book i have it's the general election it's just a information guide but you can only print in the back of it if you um spend less than a certain amount of your campaign financing, which by the way, I th- I'm pretty sure was in the millions. I don't know. Uh, it's right in front of me and I can't, and I'm like, I can't be bothered to look at it. Um, Oh, but Oh my God, the voluntary spending limit for candidates for governor. If they want to be in this book voluntary, by the way, can we just talk about that? California law includes voluntary spending limits. Uh, in order to be included in the voter guide. Not actual spending limits, but you can volunteer to only spend as a governor, uh, a candidate for governor, 14588000 It's like, what? there's fucking homeless people everywhere. I don't know. And it's like, here, let me donate a bunch of money to this candidate because I align with their party and, th- you know, I want to make sure that they have signs for the yard. Like, fuck off. Also, there's two people running for senator that are democratic and it's like for what are we just tired of i don't know i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know that like the incumbent person could be ran against by someone in their same party like what are we really trying to do here like i don't I guess that makes sense because it's like, you know, it's like in the primaries, you still vote for what you think the best is for your party. So they probably don't have super similar beliefs. It just seems interesting. There's too much to go into it. That's the thing is like, I get, I guess, why people make this their whole identity that they're like, I'm a political person and they learn all about it so they can argue all the points. But then sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Some people, it seems like they're just shouting and hoping that like, their opinion is so important that it affects change. And it's like, well, it's not. So anyway, take it from me, a person whose opinion is constantly uh, in flux and has no idea what they're talking about. Let's get into these props. Okay, so number nine, off the ballot. So California stays California for another day, you know? Here's the thing. Prop one and two are both about 
bonds for housing. So I'm going to kind of like cover them a little side by side. Here's what's most important um, to me in this bill. Bill Uh, bill number one, bill number one, prop number one, um, authorizes bonds to fund specific housing assistance programs. Uh, It's a legislative statute. It's it's basically a low-income housing bill. So it... Uh, authorizes them to use up to $4 billion in general obligation bonds for existable affording housing programs for low-income residents, veterans, farm workers, which I didn't even realize was a thing. And not that farm workers weren't a thing, that like there's a housing crisis among the farmers. Is that, what are they all like indentured servants uh, living in shacks? I am afraid to find out. Um, anyway, uh, that's prop one. And prop two authorizes bonds to fund existing housing programs for individuals with mental illness. They're both legislative statutes. Here's the thing. A yes on either of those means the state could use existing county funds. Like on number one, it allows the state to sell $4 billion in general obligation bonds to fund veterans and affordable housing. A vote for no means that they are not able to do that. Here's the thing about fucking bills like this. A vote for yes, by the way, doesn't mean they will do it. It doesn't mean, and so it's like, a, I guess for the people who are like, I don't know if that money should go there. In theory, like, stop panicking. But also, for the people who are like, I want, I'm voting for this because I want veterans to have affordable housing. You're just saying, hey, if you guys want to, like, fucking get off your ass and, you know, go through the red tape of getting this uh, money to people who need it, to the low-income pro- program, or low-income housing programs, we, the people, have given you permission to, like, get off your ass at your leisure. You know, it's not required, but now... We said it was okay. So before, it just wasn't. There was just money sitting there. That's the thing about both of these, by the way. Neither of this money is raising taxes. Uh, these bonds already exist. They're just sitting there and they haven't been like allocated. Or we have to like have a prop that makes us, like makes the people go, yes, it is okay. Like the money just sits there, I assume. <laughs> like until, what, until the people are like, we have decided it's okay if you would like to use it for this. And the first one's like veteran and low income housing, which of course, of course you want veterans to have housing. I want people like gentrification is out of control in all of California, like because so many fucking people move here because they think they're going to be a movie star or whatever the fuck that it's displacing people from their homes uh, and they can't afford to live like people who work in city, like the city can't afford to live where they work. There needs to be a solution. It's fucked. Uh, Take that, everyone around the corner from me getting expensive iced coffees. Mm, coffee. I haven't had mine today. I'm this wired and I haven't had coffee. Um, and um, I mean, here's the thing is that like, I have to wonder, I don't know. With prop one, the the I'm looking at the quick reference guide and the convert is like, there's better approaches. Like that's, they're like, you could do it better. Um, by the way, a lot of the uh, written arguments against some of these props are just by a man named Gary Wesley, who I guess is an attorney. He's been doing this since at least the mid-80s for when there's not an active like party against a proposition, like nobody is saying anything against it. He feels it's his civic duty to just say something against it. So like people reading this who are influenced by well who is supporting this bill who says what they're just the against is just a man named gary wesley someone out there's like been around since the 80s and they're like well what does gary think uh been around since the 80s most of us listening to this i assume have been around since at least the late 80s early 90s um but voting since then and that's like what if that's somebody's voice of reason just a man named gary wesley who's a lawyer and just feels like he should oppose things for the good of the people I just have to wonder what I looked into with the veteran housing is here's the thing. They get the funding, the bonds that they would be using for housing on prop one anyway. But the weird thing about the veteran housing, which I tried to look into a little bit more is that the way it works is that they like use the bonds to fund loans to the veterans and the, way to make that money back the bond money that they've just been given by fed the federal 
whatever legislature um is through <clears throat> the payback of the loans so i couldn't find enough information i probably just didn't know how to search the proper terminology but i'm like wait are we like long-term resting this like housing solution on the backs of veterans who probably i don't know if they have the facility to like default i mean to like maintain like good financial health and uh and be able to continue paying home loans and then it's also like well how many years of this are you assuming we're going to need to compensate for the use of those um bonds so like is this is this whole thing built because there was something that i read about how they would get the bonds back from the housing loans repaid by the veterans and it's like so is this moving this bill forward assuming that we're going to continue to have more and more veterans in need of homes, like instead of, which I guess is like if we might have them, so we should be ahead of the ball game, but it also sucks because it's like, should we be working to have a smaller number of war veterans? Uh, I don't know. Oh, the mental health crisis. That's number two, by the way, is, uh, a fund it funds existing housing programs for individuals with mental illness. Um, I'm. <sighs> Let's see. Here's the thing: is like this money gives existing funds. So there are county mental health funds, uh, and a yes vote on number two basically approves it's the same kind of idea it allows the state to use up to 140 million per year of those funds um to repay up to two billion in bonds okay so it would be borrowing two billion bonds to fund housing for those with mental illness and um i guess the holes in it is that like there's no they don't require treatment for the mentally ill it's like you don't have to go into a mandatory I don't know. I don't know what treatment is. Seeing a therapist. Uh, and I wonder if like that could at some point be as like a, well, cause it's like that, that is the con argument, by the way, that's like literally what it is written here. Not necessarily what I'm saying, but, um, but it's from the con is against not, uh, is written by NAMI, which is the national association of mental illness. I believe uh, is the actual, it is. I mean, it's like the big mental illness federation. You know what I mean? Um, which is interesting because it's like, okay, you think that like NAMI is an organization that is, you know, promoting taking care of your mental health, but then having a company like that go, well, they, they're just going to use this money and not even get treatment. Is it like, okay, well, are you saying that? Cause like you are funded by treatment places and so you only want there to be a law for housing that requires the mentally ill to go to treatment because it will benefit you or your organization. That's what is a little weird to me. There is the part of me that's like, I, I have that part of me that's also like, yeah, if you're on food stamps, why can't you? I, I get that. I get that people are like, yeah, why can't you like submit to a drug test? Cause it is like, in theory, it's like, well, this has government money, but like the, first of all, I don't know. This money's already there allocated toward mental health. Oh, wait, alarm bells are just going off in my head yeah it's already advocated toward mental health and so it going to housing means less money for it to go to other places in mental health and that's interesting to me for nami to be against it because it's like oh how much is of this is like you really think that it's hopeless without getting them into treatment and how much is like wait we want that 5.6 billion for us um because it is like well i mean to me uh mental illness and homelessness every case is so different so it's a real like endless chicken and the egg with some of that it's like well yeah uh what is your mental is someone's mental illness so severe it led them to homelessness or did uh other social economic etc circumstances lead this person to homelessness and that has so greatly impacted their mental health like either way they have a mental health struggle but like to go, you need to be in treatment if we're giving you housing is like, yeah, no, maybe what that person needs to get back on their feet is just housing. And that 
will provide them enough comfort. It's it's just so different case by case. You can't make that assumption. Also, th- this money's still there, and it's like, yeah, why wouldn't we try to put homeless people in houses? Um, and it does say it will help people off the streets and into comprehensive medical or mental health services and addiction treatments. What I'm wondering is like, is I guess that money would just be purely for housing. But it also says they can borrow, they can use up to a certain amount. So they may not even use it all. And you would think that if they're actually caring about mental health services and like moving on it, that it's not just going to be, God, I hope it's not just like, we'll build these houses and shove them in there. And then it becomes some sort of like uh, unsupervised asylum. But so you would think that like whoever is part of the planning process of this is also accounting for how do we get these people treatment? How do we, um, work out a program where it, you know, it is available. Uh, I don't know because it's, it's like a whole 360 treatment with mental health. You know what I mean? And especially if you're homeless, it's like helping people get those resources that they can't afford is important but also before you put them in a house like if someone has ptsd and they're somehow and they're homeless and like that has exacerbated their ptsd it's like well what just tell them to go to a shelter so that that they can get free therapy like i don't think it should be there's enough money there that i don't think it has to be either and i kind of think it's fucked up of nami to be arguing against housing um I don't know. I'm by the way, I'm not making a firm. This is what I'll be choosing for any of these. I'm trying not to. I feel like I'm leaning on some of um, some of it so so far, but I'm trying to like look at both sides. Um, And if somebody wants to like chime in or if you guys want to like if there's California people listening and you want to be like, actually, this is what it was, please do. And if if I get enough clarifications i don't know maybe i can do some sort of no i mean i'm just doing this from an ignorant i'm just looking at the ballot perspective without trying to hear other things because i think i don't know it's important to try to use our own critical thinking uh okay you guys prop three authorizes bonds to fund projects for water supply and quality watershed water supply and quality watershed fish and wildlife water conveyance and groundwater sustainability and storage initiative statute. Um, this is what's in- interesting. Um, yes vote on this measure means the state could sell 8.9 million in general obligation bonds to fund various water projects. A no measure means they could not sell the bonds. Again, these propositions don't really give the people that much power other than to go, Hey, it's okay if you want to do that. Like, where are the propositions that make it mandatory for the state to do something? Why are we voting on? I don't know. Duh. Where? Yeah. Where's the thing that's like a vote? Yes. On this means that within the next two years, this amount of work has to be done on water conserva- conservation. I fucking this shit is crazy. The whole system is nuts and so inefficient. Anyway, um, yes on three allegedly secures safe, reliable, clean water. Here's the thing. As I said before, this is just giving the permission. There's no guarantee for a new dam. So it's like, I mean, because the pro for it says uh, provides drought protection. And what's, what is drought protection? What? Other than like conserving water, you can't, you're going to stop the drought? Like you can't. Unless you're guaranteeing like building a new dam uh, or something to hold water. It also says provide safe drinking water. Are there people in California who don't have safe drinking water? I'm very like I do not. I want to believe that like that's ridiculous. Maybe I don't know anything. It's like what are you. Are we voting on this? to? I, I mean it's like do we actually need to vote on this to like have safe drinking water? Is that just some way to like pander to people to get them to vote? for this fucking thing um i'm like is there some sort of uh corporate interest behind this like a company that sells all these like this quote water conservation 
equipment? Like, what is the, I don't know. Because it's like, yeah, of course we want to have clean water. We want to conserve water, but I don't know. Prop three, the con is that it gives money to lots of organizations. Well, yeah, and they say what I just said, but will not produce one drop of new usable water. That's the weird thing is that like, unless you're allocating funds to some sort of crazy research facility that's trying to figure out how to create water from thin air, like what do you, interest payments on the demand amounts, interest payments on the bonds will be double the amount that has to be repaid to bondholders. So I guess this raises taxes. Um, I don't know. I got deep into reading something about water, like conservation when I was looking into this. And it's, someone was like, yeah, if, you know, by 2020, will Californians, each resident of California will only be able to use 55 gallons of water a day. And I'm like, okay, am I disgusting? Who is using even close to that amount of water? Like, stop fucking taking three-hour showers. What in the 55 gallons? What is wrong with you? Like, that, I do not imagine most residents are using that much water. Like, when people go, like, it's a water crisis. I'm like, why are, how can we be this fucking disgusting and greedy? <sighs> anyway, that's prop three. Prop four authorizes bonds funding construction at hospitals providing children's health care initiative. Um, so basically, a vote for yes authorizes the state to sell $1.5 billion in general obligation bonds for construction, expansion, renovation, and equipping of certain hospitals that treat children. Um, yeah. Why? I don't know why you would not want to vote for that. Uh, again, I don't like the wording of any of these. Will they actually fund these things? Um, I assume... But it's like, why would you... Yeah, if we need... <laughs> we need hospitals for children. Yeah, why would you not want to vote for that? Now, by the way, guess who's against this? Guess who is the person writing the con? Yep, you guessed it. Gary Wesley. Um, he even said... What, but, but he said something that I thought was interesting. Because, I mean, it's like, yeah, of course, if there's sick children, we should want to help them. But it's like, I mean, bigger picture... Stop fucking having kids, you guys. Like, just quit. I mean, maybe just... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole different podcast for a whole different topic. But did anybody see that guy who was locking himself in a fishbowl? I need to look him up, like, in Edmonton. He made his own, like, jar, basically a biodome for three days with plants to see if he'd survive. But, like... That was it. Him and plants, as far as I could tell. Just to, like, what? Prove our impact on the environment? But you're taking oxygen away from plants that also need oxygen and not accounting for the fact that, like, I don't know. Because plants also release carbon dioxide. Like, I, I just don't understand what his goal is other than to be like, people affect the environment. It's like, yeah, well, what do you want to do? Less people? Is that what you're saying, YouTube scientists? That you want us to like, not kill people? Because... Okay, well, where's the bill for that, I guess? Ugh, ridiculous. Oh, but the one thing I did, like, in the con uh, from Mr. Gary Wesley, he wrote, we should look at the bigger picture and ask how to improve healthcare outcomes in California. A thousand percent. And there's another prop we're going to get to, Prop 8, about dialysis, uh, which is very confusing and wordy, and they really play at your heartstrings with the, like, people won't be able to get dialysis, but the... But that's like dialysis corporations who make a fuck ton of money. They overcharge for this. They're not even staying on top of their sanitation like services. Like they're they're not allocating the funds to keep it as sanitary as possible. And just the way they fuck over people on dialysis uh, because they need it to live and there's no other option. It's like people can't afford this. And that's what Prop 8 is about. And we'll get there. But like I saw something about Prop 8 and I want to say this in reference to Prop 4 as well. But uh, something I read was like, you know, in the next however many years, the amount of people with diabetes in this area of California will increase by such and such amount. And it's like, okay, yeah, we need to worry about dialysis. But more importantly, where is the bill to get people to stop having diabetes? Like, like I know it's not like, pass this bill so people will just knock it. But it's like, the, the 
I don't know. School lunches, fucking education about food, taking out, get rid of this fucking food with these garbage hormones and weird fake synthetic, whatever bullshit. Synthetic is a dumb word, but like refined sugars and like corn starches like or or tax those more make it it's like why isn't there a huge public campaign and that's because like somebody who works for some fucking shit food company general mills bullshit i don't know if general mills they may i don't know but i'm just saying words um has their hand in somebody's pocket and nothing's moving but it's like yeah we shouldn't just go yeah people are gonna get diabetes yeah like people are gonna get cancer and it's like yeah, okay, but like, why aren't we looking at the root cause of that? Yes, there are things out of our control, but there are so many like food-borne illnesses, like just things that like change your body or arguably diet has a huge impact on. Eating sugar is like directly causes cancer. Where are the commercials about that that are just like the fucking gross smoking commercials they used to do, you know? Uh, so I don't know. I think there is a point to that, uh, to what... Mr. Gary Wesley is saying in his con, um, yes, we should look at the bigger picture and ask how to improve healthcare outcomes in California. But in the meantime, there are children with cancer. But that's the thing too, is that like, I don't know, are they trying to like build more hospitals? That's ah, fucking medicine. So weird. Cause it's like at the root of modern medicine, I like to believe that there are good intentions. You know, something comes about cause people want to find a cure, but also there are so many people whose lives would be so negatively impact financially if we were just to one day go, oh, actually, if we just don't do this, you won't get cancer. Like, I don't know. Medicine's a business and the pharmaceutical industry is fucking crazy. And that's, yeah. Oh, I wonder how much of that is like prevents there from being bills to affect food and shit. Didn't like... New York a long time ago tried to put a tax on soda. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad idea. People get weird about food and they're like, don't fat shame. And it's like, okay, look, I'm not fat shaming. You just, I'm talking about what's unhealthy, but like, and it's fine. Like you should love your body where you're at and accept yourself. You're not worth less. You don't deserve less respect because of whatever size and shape you are. But like to sweep the health risks under the rug, just cause like, it's like bullying to mention someone's overweight is like, okay, well we're just going to not talk about heart disease and how like it's weird how any other drug it's okay to just shame people like fucking the opiate crisis and just like, wow, like, Oh, these losers and their fucking drugs. And like, you're just a junkie, but you can't be like, Hey, these cupcakes are killing all of us. That is said as someone who needs to be on a very strict diet and struggles with it daily. But also sometimes I wonder because I never ate healthy. My mom didn't make me eat healthy. We had a shit. I mean, we were poor. So there was like a couple of years. It was just top ramen and like occasional tuna. But it was just all shitty, sugary, you know, cereals, fucking drinking Coca-Cola. Like it was no big deal. And I don't know how much was like lack of understanding. I like for a while I was like, if only my mother had been more educated. But also I don't think my mom would have given a fuck because it's my mom. She would just been like, well, I fucking want to drink Coca-Cola, so we're having Coca-Cola in the house, you know? Um, but I do think that there's, like, a gap in the knowledge about it, and I think it should be talked about. Oh, and that was the point, is that, like, I wonder sometimes, because I struggle with food, and I'm like, if my mom, if I had come from a healthy eating household, would I have the same struggles? But it's like, I mean, maybe, or maybe I would have just found something else to cope with, you know? It's like, maybe the one saving grace of my mom providing healthy food or shitty food is that that became my vice instead of prescription pills like my entire family uh not my entire family but my brother's drugs i don't know they're probably i'm almost certain the ones that still do them have moved past prescription pills and they're injecting shit but that's another time in another place and uh i should do a recap podcast with my older brother who i had on when i see him in a couple of weeks he is i believe still sober but uh, anyone who has a family member who's an addict knows that feeling of being like, yeah, I guess he is probably right. He should be. Um, okay. This thing's all over the place, you guys. And if you've tuned out cause you're like, I can't even keep up with her or she just sounds insane. Good riddance or whatever. 
Uh, I get it. Prop 5 changes requirements for certain property owners to transfer their property tax base to replacement property initiative. It's a constitutional amendment, basically. Uh, yes vote means all homeowners who are 55 or who meet other qualifications, like severely disabled, um, they'd be eligible for property tax savings when they move to a different home. A no vote on this measure means certain homeowners who are over 55 or meet those things would continue certain homeowners. Okay, so the difference in this bill, that's what that's why I had something underlined. I was confused. Sorry for just reading things to you. The difference in this bill is that like there are some homeowners over 55 uh, or severely disabled who are eligible for property tax savings when they move. This bill is just saying, let's make it for anyone over 55. Uh, and honestly, 55 is not that old. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do property taxes fund? Uh, this is going to cut up to like a billion dollars in local revenue. And that revenue goes to like public schools, fire, police. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like they're tugging at the heartstrings of like disabled people. And it's like they, they should get less property tax when they move. It's like, stop fucking. First of all, just fucking stop buying homes. I know that sounds ludicrous to some people but it's like fuck you like suck my dick with your property taxes as a you know consumer who's too poor to afford a home but it's like this feels like it's a tax break for wealthy people wanting to relocate to a new home and it's like yes i i don't know i i don't know that what the certain homeowners when they go certain people can continue or who meet other qualifications i imagine that it's probably uh, severely disabled people probably already have that because disability ADA this feels like it's a bunch of like super rich people who just turned 55 are gonna be like time to move so I can stick it to the government and use this as another loophole and also just the way they write the argument for it they just in <laughs> it's all written in like regular case but anytime they write seniors or severely disabled disabled they capitalize it to be like hey you don't want to be mean to seniors and it's like you're 55 you're fine but um i don't know it seems like this is something to like help corporate real estate shit find some sort of loophole and not having to pay as much money and i'm uh not into corporate anything and also like that money funds fucking school and it's like aren't we already in debt is another thing we talk about and now we're like i don't know it's not I'm, i fucking don't care that you own property it's people are dying in the streets and like being displaced from their homes and i'm supposed to be like hey i better help out these people who own homes who want to go to different homes like get fucked but you know vote yes on that if you care about uh seniors and severely disabled all caps uh getting tax breaks uh or more of them getting tax breaks that's what i I feel like this is just a way to let people over 55 who aren't disabled also get tax breaks. And it's like, 55 is not that old, first of all. So it's like, I don't feel like they need to be near their families. Fuck off. Also, anyone listening to this, please bear in mind, uh, that's coming from someone who is just not very close to their family, uh, physically or um, emotionally, at least with my immediate family. It's it has always seemed absurd to me that people like regularly go home to visit their family, but that's because they're probably from less broken homes. Prop six, you guys, we're getting there. Eliminate certain road repair and transportation funding requires certain fuel taxes and vehicle fees by approved, be approved by the electorate. Um, voting yes lowers gas prices, I think like, uh, but also voting no. I mean, keeps the roads from being fucked like it's i don't know it like takes away fees that have already been de designated for helping the community uh helping bridge and road safety i don't want my bridges especially but like roads there's already so many fucking potholes i don't want those to be underfunded and also like here's what's weird if you vote no, legislature would continue not to need voter approval for new or increased state fuel and vehicle taxes. I think there should be state. I think there should be fuel taxes. I think there should be vehicle taxes. It's like you're fucking up the planet. Yeah, pay for it. 
yeah, you want to fuck things up. Okay. I'm fine for that. But like that, like the, like, here's the thing. Like you want to fuck up your own body. I could see the argument of like, why are you telling me I should pay more in taxes? Cause I want to drink Coca-Cola instead of water. I could see you being like my body, my choice. Like it's weird to be like pro-choice, but then also be like, we should tax people for bad food so that they'll learn to stop eating it. Um, which would, by the way, just somehow make those companies more money, I'm sure. Um, but like you eating a cheeseburger from McDonald's isn't impacting my health other than the cow that's emitting the fucking shit that's fucking up the... I mean, yeah, actually, it is all affecting my health. Okay, bad example. You eating potato chips, whatever. It's not affecting me directly. You driving around in your fucking suburban and or just a car in general and like needing gas which is you know causing the need for like drilling into the earth that is that's affecting the planet and i live on the fucking planet fuck you pay taxes is like my logic for like yeah no we should be and that's i have a car i should be taxed for gas like i'm fucking up the planet for my convenience um but then there is the part of me that is a human just a regular lady who drives a car and is like yeah it would be great if gas was cheaper the real issue is fucking making cars that don't require gas more accessible and affordable. Uh, if we actually cared about the planet, they would already, that would already be a thing. Like it's not fucking a Tesla wouldn't be this big fancy. I mean, maybe it still would, but they have an economy line. If people cared about, if people actually cared about the planet, it wouldn't like, it shouldn't be a status symbol to be like, look, I'm not emitting gas. It's like, oh, wow, you're so rich you can afford to be a little bit less shitty of a person. Uh, or you're still a super shitty person and this car is your way of being like, what a hero I am. Or you probably have like your whole chopped up family in the trunk or something. All right. Uh, Prop 7 conforms California daylight savings time to federal law, allows legislator to change daylight savings time, period. Legislative statute. A yes vote on this measure means a legislator, legislature with a two-thirds vote could change daylight savings time if the change is allowed by the federal government. Shut the fuck up. First of all, like, why is this here? Like, what? I guess there's people of fucking medical researchers think it's hazardous to change the one hour because it's darker at nighttime. I, I don't know. I'm from Alaska. It's dark all the time. Get fucked. Grow a pair. I, look, why are we wasting resources on this? There's a whole yes prop seven dot info. Someone has very likely raised money to vote on whether or not it's like, no, just leave it the way it is. Don't be fucking Arizona where all of a sudden now I don't know what time it is when I drive over there. Cause I don't know which time change they don't do or whatever the fuck. Cause I can't remember which way is actually daylight savings. Uh, I just know it changes twice a year. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Fucking, I think that the daylight savings debate in general should just be a federal mandate. Like, whatever states' rights, federal rights, like, we should all be on the same fucking time of clock. Like, time of clock. What a phrase. Like, obviously, we're all in different time zones. We shouldn't be from state to, from state, to state. You can decide if you're the same time or not. Fuck off. Literally, like, no, it should go by whatever the lines are on the fucking, on a globe. You know what I mean? It's like, this is your time zone. Stay in your fucking time zone. Is the rest of the world? I don't even know. Now I, now I need to find out if the rest of the world does daylight savings time. I just realized uh, I have no idea. And that is honestly hilarious to me that I fucking have never known. Oh, just what a fucking waste of resources. Okay, prop eight. Uh... Here's what I'm talking about. A uh, vote on yes means that uh, kidney dialysis clinics have their revenues limited, which means they can only profit up to, I looked it up, I believe 15%. Um, they'd be limited by a formula and could be required to pay rebates to certain parties, primarily health insurance companies, that pay for dialysis treatments. I don't know about insurance stuff. I always feel like, oh, you bring up insurance companies and it's like, well, where, who is really involved in this? But like, 
the no people are trying to be like people will die and it's like people are dying because they can't afford it a hundred percent i guarantee you the main people behind no on prop 8 are dialysis companies it's just like some rich piece of shit who's like sitting on a pile of money while he takes advantage of people who cannot afford the treatments he's offering and nobody else offers them like dialysis shouldn't be privatized that's fucking insane are you kidding like that should be first but i mean socialized medical uh health is such a weird topic because it's easy to throw out the term and it's like yeah you throw that out and everyone has this ideal version of what it is you know what i mean it's like 100 percent. i think that we should all have universal health care but like that sticky in between area of them figuring it out is fucked like it's not good health care the like Obamacare, I don't know, like think they had good intentions, but it was hell when I was on Medi-Cal. I'm now paying for insurance. I genuinely cannot afford. I get a tax credit because of how little money I make, but it's still like realistically too much. It's the reason I haven't moved into a new home. Um, I mean, I love my roommates too, but it's like I could afford to live in a different place if I wasn't paying for this insurance. Uh, more comp, like, yeah, no, I, but I, it was like, I'm gonna, I'm going to die. Like I have a pre-existing condition and I I was not sustaining at the time off of meds. Cut to now I'm trying to do no meds. But also like the hardest part of that for me is trying to be healthy. Like I really am maybe being a nut and it's too much California to but I believe that like if I could overcome my food issues I could be fine. Like I could I'm not saying there's no cure for what I have, but I could keep it. I I don't think it would progress. But since I don't have the willpower currently to 100% adhere to those, uh, to that type of like diet. And I mean, that's all on me, but it's like, well, there's no way for me to like really test the theory. You know, I've gone off on a tangent. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What yes. Vote means dialysis clinics make less money. And then it's like, okay, well, there's just that, it's that interim period, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, like a, a hospital should be able to accommodate dialysis patients, but it's also, if in theory, people needing dialysis are on the rise because diabetes is on the rise, it's like, well, what are we doing to combat that? You know what I mean? What are we doing, A, to make sure we have the resources for if this explodes, you know? But it's like, I mean, I, I mean, the evil silver lining is like, well, that's just more fucking money for... I don't know. Hospitals. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. (laughs) You guys. I just, they're fucking people with these dialysis clinics. And the, the big issue is, is that like, is the county state, you know, uh, publicly funded stuff able to accommodate the amount of people who need dialysis, who, uh, will be turned away from. I mean, they're not going to turn them away from clinics. Are people going to shut down their entire dialysis thing? Cause now they only make 15% revenue. It's like someone will come in and pick that up. Someone will be like, yeah, no, I can get, I can live off of this 15% revenue. Like that's fine with me. Um, I, I don't know. I think I would vote yes on that, but they're like fear mongering. And it's probably working because people hear like dialysis and this and then like this could be dangerous because there's not going to be access. And since so many people are obese and like having health issues around it, they're going like that. Well, I could be next. Then I won't get the care. And then it's like, okay, so you're just voting to help this fucking these dialysis companies that are fucking you over if you do need dialysis. Like they're they're just like, oh, you can't afford it anymore. Well, you're just off of it. And now you get to die. You're like, Godspeed. Hope you have a good go fund me. all right nine's gone we talked about that prop 10 you guys only three more and then (laughs) i'm done i really delusionally was like this will be like a 20 minute podcast i'm going hard on these tangents and i'm probably probably wrong about a lot of them i'm probably like whatever um i I didn't want to bring someone else in because i don't know anyone who is educated enough on them but is also not like politically I didn't want someone who like heavily affiliates himself with either of the major parties because they're just going to tell me why I should vote the thing that their party supports, Um, which would have been fine, I guess, if I could discern 
whatever, live and learn. Uh, Prop 10 expands local government's authority to enact rent control on residential properties. Um, I, I don't understand why you would vote no on this. It's uh, the state law would continue to limit the kinds of rent control laws cities and counties could have if you vote no. And it's like, um, no, Prop 10, If I, I think if you vote yes, from what I'm reading, um, it means the state cannot limit rent control. So people who... That's crazy that the state even regulates rent control. It's like, no, if a place wants to be like, we're doing rent control and the prices can only increase so much, fuck you, state. But I guess, I don't know, do they have a vested interest in that? There's a fucking housing crisis. There's so many homeless people. People are losing their homes. There should be more rent control. Like, God, help people. Why does it have to keep going up just because dipshits move out here? Some fucking rich, you know, like 20, early 20 somethings who like, whose parents fund their entire life come out here and have no concept of money. And they're like, yeah, I can pay 2000 plus dollars for this tiny studio apartment. That's just what it's like out here. And then it's like, Oh, some idiots willing to pay for that. Let's raise the mold of that. And then people are homeless. I don't know. And meanwhile, by the way, all those people getting their stuff funded are like probably loudly liberal and they're like for the people. And it's like, yeah, you don't, I don't know. I'm liberal, but it's like when people who have no concept of money want to shove their political stuff down my face and I'm like, oh, you don't pay your bills though. Like I don't, I don't want to talk fiscal politics with people who don't pay their own bills like at all. Like go fuck yourself. Um, I'm all over the place. I've gone a million places. This, by the way, if you're listening is why I don't talk politics that much because it just makes me angry and I, I don't like being in an angry state. But here we are. Two more props. <sighs> Prop 11 requires private sector emergency ambulance employees to remain on call during work breaks. <sighs> um, eliminate certain employer li- liabilities. Okay. So yes means private ambulance companies could continue their current practice of not letting EMTs take breaks. It's not that they can't take breaks. It's that, that they have to be on call. Okay. Um, and I don't know if there's a huge crisis with this. I should talk to, I mean, I don't have friends who are EMTs in California, but in Alaska, like, is it a thing where they, well, if there's an emergency during a break, you just never get a break. Or it's like, yeah, you know, assuming there's not a catastrophic emergency in a chain of ongoing things, we will try to find you a break because it's, it's like, okay, yeah, no mental health, physical health, all these reasons for why people are supposed to take breaks at work. Take it from me who takes none and I work for myself. There's no one telling me I can't take a break. Um, I get, but it's like, nobody cares about you EMTs. Like nobody like fucking, this is what you signed up for. You're on call. I don't know. Uh, I don't actually mean nobody cares about you. That's I'm saying like in theory, that's what this bill says. Like everyone's like, yeah, no, everyone should have a break, but like not. Oh, that's why I said, I wrote down. Nobody cares about you. There's no argument against it. There's no argument. that's like, no, we should make sure they get breaks. But I also think that most EMTs sort of know that's the job. Like if someone's an EMT and they're like, I don't know, I should be able to finish my sandwich even though there's an emergency. It's like, no, I don't want, I don't want that person out there in the field. Fuck off. Oh, I want someone who's like, no, I'll eat my sandwich later. But then it's like, okay, well, it, you know, it's surface level that easy, but then you go, okay, well like what, how many EMTs are there? Are we not getting adequate breaks on like hugely long shifts? Is there not enough people to cover all the stuff we need? Like, cause lack of sleep, it's like, yeah, it, you know, it's easy to just go, oh, boohoo, you're tired. But it's like, yeah, that person's also handling someone's life. Like you're doing an emergency call in theory, it's the same with doctors. Like, I don't want a doctor who's on their 14th hour uh, taking care of me in the emergency room. I want someone who's fresh. Like, fuck you. Can you do that in a hospital, by the way? Like how uh, people request fresh fries in a drive-thru. Oh, God, they'd be like, I want my fries to be fresh. Can I do that if I am brought into the emergency room? Like, I want a fresh doctor, please. Um, are they obligated to any type of customer service there? I don't know. I don't know. All right, Prop 12. And then that's it. Uh, is anyone still listening? Please, 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 by the way, tweet me your thoughts. Tweet me uh, if there's something I've said that is like a gross misunderstanding of one of these. Absolutely. Send it my way or uh, Facebook or ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your rebuttals. Whatever. Don't be a total dick about it. You don't need to like, I realize I'm probably sounding stupid, but you don't have to come and be like, you fucking 
piece of shit because that's the whole problem with the political discussion is like no one's having a discussion anymore it's just people going if you don't agree with me you're a fucking piece of shit here's why thread and then it's like a straight white male being like and i'm a feminist don't you forget it and it's like you've for sure murdered someone what's going on why are you so loud about this i don't trust you all right 12 establishes new standards for confinement of specified farm animals ban sale of non-complete products initiative statute um it basically establishes minimum requirements for confining certain farm animals. Here's the thing. Uh, there are already current minimum space requirements for confining uh, eggling hens, pregnant pigs, and calves race reveal. Um, but this, there'd be new minimum requirements. Um, current ban on businesses. I don't know. There's a, uh, I think it's just stricter. I think it's like a little more space. Um, which I'm fine with. I like animals. I think it's fucking sad the way we treat them. Uh, but also at the end of the day, it's like, well, I don't, I don't eat veal. I've never had veal. I, I eat a lot of meat. Uh, I go back and forth. I've tried being vegan. It was great for a little while. Um, I, I don't know. I do kind of have this weird, like, I don't know if you're going to eat the meat anyway, who gives a shit? It's like, we're going to kill anyways and eat it. Um, why are we fucking letting you think the world's Disneyland. I don't know which one is worse. Like, although I get that here's the thing. I firmly believe, and if you've heard me talk about my autoimmune disease at all, that like a lot of what goes on with autoimmune diseases and like internal stuff is like, uh, your body reacting to emotional suppression, emotional trauma, and it like can't handle it. So it's releasing all this shit in your body that then is working against you. I think that that is absolutely a thing that could be happening with these animals too. Like the more stressed they are, they're releasing stress hormones. So you're eating meat. That's like not good for you. I mean, that's like filled with their pain, which sounds very hippie and crazy if you don't think about it, but like emotional trauma, like trauma changes you. It like physically changes your body, your brain, the way it works. Um, so even for meat eaters, I think that they should care about that. Um, but realistically, I don't, there's not specifics on how much of a change it's going to make. And in California, they already have um, a ban on businesses selling eggs, not meeting the requirement space. Um, so we're kind of like one step ahead on that. Vote no on farm animal cruelty. I don't know. The con says Californians against cruelty cages and fraud. Here's the thing. The group who wrote the four is prevent cruelty, California coalition. The group, the the group that wrote against is California Californians against cruelty cages and fraud. Um, this outrageous sellout to the egg industry betrays animals and voters. Californians already voted to ban cages by 2015. This cruel measure legalizes cages until 2022. Wait, so we voted to get rid of cages altogether. Has that not happened? And then this legalizes them until 2022. So does this bring them back? Boy, I don't know. This is confusing. Pro, I don't know. I got to look more into this, you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, am I going to? Probably. Um, Prop 12, and hens get just one square foot of space. So the con is that by saying no, you're in theory saying get rid of cages. Ban cages altogether. Are there, I don't understand because the explanation of the vote says current minimum space requirement requirements would continue to apply. But then the con says Californians already voted to ban cages by 2015. And it's like, well, we haven't done that. So why are, why have we not done that? And also like, why are we voting on anything? If we vote on things, they never get done. Everything we're voting on is just giving people permission to sit on their ass and do nothing about it. But if they wanted to, Hey, we said it was cool. Listen, you guys, it's been an hour. I have made no firm decisions on anything except for that uh, the dialysis uh, industry can suck my dick. Um, God, cut to me needing dialysis and then, like no one giving it to me. Um, I don't know. I know th this wasn't supposed to be helpful. It was just supposed to be, I, I mean, I guess maybe helpful. It's supposed to be objective look at things, but I think I just got mad at everyone. I hate politics. I hate it all. I hope that you guys vote if you feel like voting helps. 
And uh, I, I will be, I will say this, I'll probably just be doing a lot of, I don't know. No, I don't know. I was about to be like, I'll probably just vote blue to flip the whatever the fuck. I don't even know the words. I do think we need to not have all three branches be like majority Republican, which feels insane to say because like you, you shouldn't even consider the judicial branch partisan. But as we all saw with the Kavanaugh case, uh, obviously people have their preferences, which make them more like these judges have things that are make them more liberal, more conservative. But he flat out basically just proved he was conservative by being like the liberals. I uh, hate myself for even putting this out. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient with my ignorance. I don't think it gets any better. All right. Bye, idiots. Out and... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.